Welcome to The Follow-Up, a weekly podcast from Coram Deo Church where we break down truths of the Sunday sermon and make it applicable to your everyday life. Welcome to The Follow-Up, everyone. My name is Billy Glossen, and I am the lead pastor of Coram Deo Church, and with me is Deacon Josh Matica. Hello. We are looking back at this Sunday sermon, so we jump back into the Gospel of Mark, so we have a kind of a pretty much of a marathon here straight to Advent where we're going to be finishing up the Gospel of Mark. And this week we come to chapter 12 and we see an interaction between Jesus and a scribe. And this is what we read from Mark chapter 12, starting in verse 28. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well, asked, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So we talked about this great commandment and how really there's two things that we see here. It's a, it's, a, it's love God, right, and love your neighbor. Or we said it this way, that the love for God releases the love of God in our lives. And so kind of what we wanted to, to talk about today is that typically what we want to do, especially when it comes to a passage like this that deals with commandments, is we want to think of, all right, let's get as nitty gritty and practical as possible. And we're, we're going to give you guys some practical thoughts. But if we're going to do this well, we have to realize that it's not necessarily that we have these, follow these five steps and everything's going to go well. But rather, when we live this way, right, where we focus on loving the Lord and then loving our neighbor, if we view it as a lens rather than a set to do, we're going to actually be making active steps towards doing this well. Um, so what I mean by that is if we think about this as kind of like the way that we view the world, right, the way that we consume media, the way that we interact with other people, the way that we kind of just do everything in our lives as God, I want to do this in such a way that brings glory, honor, and praise to you. Kind of like we talked about when we looked at Colossians 3, then we're going to actively be doing things in such a way that allows us to love the Lord God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then in turn to love our neighbor as ourself. It's hard to do, though. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I would I would say this, like when we hear the word commandments, and you talked about this in your sermon, how, you know, in the Old Testament, there are so many lists of things, like here are the things you do do, and here are the things you don't do. Um, when we hear like, okay, these are the two greatest commandments, we're like, okay, cool. So if I satisfy these, then I'm good. Our hearts want to turn this into, like you said, a to-do list, yeah. where we think, okay, I have to love God, and I have to love neighbor. Jesus said that these are the two greatest commandments. They sum up the law. So how am I doing that every day? Well, I read my Bible in the morning. Okay, cool. So I've loved God. And uh, when I see my neighbor, I say hi to them. I'll make dinner plans with them. Cool. I've loved my neighbor. I've accomplished the greatest commandments to do list today. But when Jesus did his work at the cross and was raised from the dead and we were justified, that did not give us a greater list of to do. Like the work was already done. There's no more work to be done. Rather, we are given a new identity. He, he stands in our place and, and puts on, puts us, a, gives us a new heart 
And so we can tend to view the rest of the world from like, how does everything I do speak to loving God and loving neighbor as opposed to what are the X, Y's and Z's that I have to do to fulfill these requirements? Because ultimately there are no requirements for those who are saved. Yeah. So one of the things that we want to even just say from the, the forefront of this is that the only way we can do this is through Christ, right? The only way we do this perfectly is in Christ. Um, one of the ways that we, we landed the plane is that the scribe commends Jesus. He says, man, Jesus, you answered this masterfully like you did. Yes, this is right. And Jesus says to him, you're close to the kingdom, meaning that the scribe isn't in the kingdom, right? And in order for him to be there, he has to accept Christ. And the same is true for us. We, we, we honestly cannot keep this commandment perfectly. We can't. I don't, there's no human being on the planet that can do this, only Jesus. And what's amazing about Christ is, is that he gives us his obedience, his righteousness at the cross of Calvary. And so if you want to be proactive, make sure you start with a gospel-centered foundational understanding that the only way that I can abide, the only way I can move forward is if I abide in Christ, if, I, if I'm found in him. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't practically love God, right, and love our neighbors. It means that the only way we can do that well is if we find ourselves in Christ. So with that in mind, Josh, how have you found, like, what, what's what's a practical step, helpful tool for you when it comes to loving God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Well, I think one of the things that really has aided me is is realizing just how present God is in my life. I think we would all have such we would have a hard time not um, not loving God more if we were if we become aware of how present he is in our lives how he is shaping the movements of our everyday life how he is shaping our thoughts and our actions and he is present in every good moment and he like inspires those moments of grace and goodness and how he is even present in our bad moments and moments of grief and sorrow how he is present and he is there and he's with us and his hand is over everything and and he has like folded us into his being when we become aware of that and how present he is in our lives it's hard not to love him for the grace and the comfort that he brings us in that but but right it's hard it can be hard to be aware of how present he is in our lives one of the things that i um really got into um back in my college days was stuff called centering prayer um essentially centering yourself around um a, a a good doctrinal concept or just like Jesus, the name of Jesus or the spirit. And as I've uh, grown, um, one of the ways that to make that a little more grounded is the prayer of examen um, of, from St. Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, he wrote this back, I think, in like the 15th century. I don't check my dates. I may be wrong about that. But essentially, the prayer of examen is a five-step prayer that you can do to be aware of how God is present in your everyday life. Some people like to do it like midday. Some people like to do it in the morning, looking back at the previous day. Some people like to do it at night. And it's five steps. First step is become aware of God's presence. Two is review your day with gratitude. Three is pray about one aspect of your day. Four is pay attention to your emotions. And five is look toward tomorrow. When we practice examining our days and looking for God's presence in those days, we become more aware of how he is present in our everyday lives. And like I said earlier, that makes us aware of his presence in the good moments and in the bad moments. And we just learn how powerful and how loving and how present he is in our lives. And like I said, it's it's hard 
to not love God when we are so aware of his love for us by mm. his presence in our lives. So I would say the prayer of examine is a great one. Um, there are lots of good like guided centering prayers or things you can read about centering prayer. And we're going to link um, the specific resource that we have in front of us here in the in the notes to this podcast. Yeah, so the, the prayer of examine is... Um is so so good. It's it's a uh, excellent excellent resource. Um, it's something that I've really really enjoyed and has been a benefit to me. One of the ways that I've kind of been taught to to look at it is to look at the moments where you've seen the kind invasion of God in your day, and then pray for more of that kind invasion. Another really helpful prayer, and and as Josh was saying, this is something that came to mind is one from J.D. Greer called the Gospel Prayer. Oh yeah, the gospel prayer. It's, that one's great. It's so good, and I'll, and we'll link both of these: the prayer of examine and the gospel prayer uh, in the show notes. Um, th- this, these are the four things you pray in the gospel prayer. The first one is this: um, there is nothing I have done that could make you love me less, and nothing I could do that would make you love me more. The second is you are all I need for everlasting joy. The third is as you have been to me, so I will be to others. And then finally, the fourth is, as I pray, I'll do so according to the compassion you've shown at the cross and the power you demonstrated through the resurrection. That's a great poll. To give you a look behind, we, I, we hadn't talked about that before we yeah. started recording, but I remember back when um, I, had a, I had a really dark night of the soul kind of moment like uh, a few years ago. And I remember I read J.D. Greer's gospel and I prayed that prayer to myself. I put it like on a note card in my room. And I just like prayed it every single time that I saw it. And that really transformed the way that I, the way that I, I I was reminded of the way that God felt toward me and the way that he loved me. And that inspired so much love for him and for the gospel and for the advancement of the kingdom in my heart. Yeah. And that's so important, right? Because we often think that the, the solution is begrudging submission, doing more, and it doesn't work, right? When we actually consider the love of, of God, that, that he delights in us, man, does that propel us forward to actively do these things. So the next thing is like, how do we love our neighbor? Um, and so that's more of what something I wanted to tackle. I really think the biggest practical thing I could give you is this. Look up. Look up. Um, I, I just have to confess, man, when I go to a coffee shop, I've got noise-canceling headphones. Love them. Great purchase. Um, problem is, I'll get my, you know, my latte whatever I get, my black coffee, go sit in the corner and I'll put my headphones on and start cranking away on the sermon or working on, uh, you know, like some emails, things like that. And and I'm totally lost to the world around me. But when I go in with this mentality of, okay, Lord, help me be cognizant and aware of the people around me. Help me to be a good neighbor and consider others more significant than myself like Christ. And I start talking to the barista. How's your day? What's going on? Maybe I follow up on previous conversations. When I decide, hey, for this next hour, I'm going to leave my headphones off because I'm just doing some light work here. I want to make sure I'm I'm self-aware and and like paying attention to to what's going on around me. I cannot tell you guys how many times I've been interrupted and it's been awesome. I've been able to connect with people, have good conversations. People are just constantly, again, like you and me, wanting to be in relationship, wanting to be in community. And it takes people denying themselves and reaching out and pursuing others. So many times when I've met with people for whatever's going on in their life, they say things like, I just wish someone would reach out to me. What would it look like if you were the person that reached out to others? 
man, what a difference that would make if we weren't always thinking, I wish someone would reach out to me. But instead, when we had that thought, we could say, who's someone that I should reach out to and showcase the love and mercy that we have for them in Jesus. There's so much more that we said that's practical in the sermon, if you want to revisit the sermon um, as far as specific set things. But if I could give you one thing that I think would really help you to love your neighbor, it's look up. So two practical kind of things um, that we want to just kind of throw out your way is, hey, maybe some guided prayer, centering prayer, like the prayer of examen or the gospel prayer, and hey, look up. These are really simple ways that we can love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah, I like how you said denying yourself in terms of loving neighbor, but I think we, we could also apply that to loving God, right? Our our constant, um, our, our default like factory mode of our brains, right, is self. Like, how am I being taken care of? How am I loving myself well? And, and you know, there are healthy ways to honor um, these commandments by like loving yourself and being self-aware, but also like, what is one of the, what is one of the commandments of Jesus? Like deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Right. Like when we get in this mindset of like, okay, I am, I am most fulfilled as a person. I am most fulfilled as, as a believer when I am loving God and loving neighbor, when I am putting on this when I'm putting this lens in front of me of how do I love God and love neighbor rather than checking off like specific boxes, I think we find that we become, um, we kind of leave behind this, this, I don't even know what kind of ideal it is, but like of the individual and like this self-actualization mentality that the world kind of wants to give us, like be your best self. Instead, we become a more full and more satisfied member of the body of Christ, which is what we are called into. That's so good. Yeah, man, we, we, we always, <laughs> we, we kind of have this weird mentality sometimes where we think that we're so incredibly like unique. No one's ever dealt with what we've dealt with. No one understands, but Jesus does. Um, and it's not saying that you're not unique. You are. God loves you perfectly as you are, but he's calling you to something even greater, and that's himself. So would we be found in Christ? Would we delight in him? Would he be our prize? Would he be our joy? And would our love for God become the love of God that's released in our lives. So we always recommend some good resources. And uh, one resource that I want to highlight is a classic, a perennial classic called The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. This is one that we have um, at our resource area at church. If you want to snag a copy there, we'll also have a link in the show notes. It's an excellent, excellent book that looks into the character and holiness of God. So if we're, we're called to love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we should delight to think of him and who he is and and really how that demands our worship. Uh, and so it's a great book. We would highly recommend it to you. Yeah, but, I, I, I have nothing else to add to that other than when you read The Holiness of God, that first chapter is a doozy, but it is a doozy. Keep, keep going. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, so we're so thankful for uh, you guys listening to this. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Follow-Up. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again for listening to the follow-up. You can find more on our podcast feed. You can find our podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever. Uh, to find out more about the life of Coram Deo, you can follow us on social media at Coram Deo NC, or you can go to our website, CorumDeoNC.com. Thanks for listening.